Welcome back to Our Center Culture. I am Matt, Jason, Derek, and we are going to revisit the first beer fest for Zool Brewing out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Let's go. Uh, today we got our uh, good buddy Derek DeFranco on. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, got a hole in one today. Yeah, Derek yeah, just got back from yeah. a golfing tournament. So Pretty crazy. Uh, he hasn't drank at all yet. No, no. <laughs> this is going to be his. his I just first. had to buy everyone else in the entire country club around. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but Derek uh, heads up a great local brewery called Mirror Twin uh, Brewing, and you guys have been around uh, for a while. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so we started six years ago. Um, we started very small. We were on a three-barrel system, and uh, we just grew like way faster than I ever expected. Yeah. Uh, so now we've actually expanded into a warehouse across the street from us. Yeah. And we're on a fifteen-barrel system. So when we first started, we could produce thirty barrels of beer total right. at any given time. Now we can produce 360 That's barrels of beer. Freaking amazing! Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys are scaling pretty fast. Um, yeah, are you allowed? Went, go go ahead. ahead. When you went into the other side there too, I mean, I remember when you first opened it up. Um, wasn't packed all the time. You could go down there, and, and my wife and I would go and get some pizza and get some beer, and usually get a seat. Hell, we went to the night. Not a prayer to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. You know, damn it, I can't get a table without. I was like, good job. I yeah. mean, you know, hell, you're selling like that. So and you, you got, guys hey, just call me and I'll, I'll reserve you. I got you. Right, yeah, I got yeah, you. yeah, like, I know the owner. <laughs> but yeah, you all got two buildings now, uh, right next to your two primary buildings. And then you have, like, the storage warehouse on the other side. You've moved all your brewing equipment over there because you're growing. And are you allowed to talk about, like, the, the big news coming up, uh, maybe by the end yeah. of this year? So, um, one of my brewers was a. He loved making mead as a homebrew, yeah. which so, we, I personally love mead. Absolutely. We, we have a mead episode coming up that's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I can't wait. But anyways, I just completely railroaded you. There. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so he, you know, he was very passionate about it. And what basically ended up happening was, you know, his name is Doug. He's, he's been with me the longest yeah. of any brewer. But what I... End up doing is promoting uh, another guy to head brewer mm-hmm. because I wanted Doug to focus on this because right. you know you and I had talked about you know the metery. I, I just yes. I think it's a good idea. I think there's I mean if you go on Untapped, yeah, like the nine of the top ten best rated breweries are meteries. meteries. Yeah, it's Kill funny, it. and there's untapped, nobody in town that are doing that's doing untapped yeah. average rating for meteries is probably like a four four average. I mean, yeah, it's, there's yeah, some bad ones, but you know they're bad. Most of them's four seven. So yeah, but it's nice to see uh, see that come to town because <clears throat> I think we need something like that, you know. And it's a very it can be a very neutral medium when you're like trying to like experiment, which is great because then you can do whatever the hell you want with it. Yeah, so one of the cool things that Doug has done is he's created what we call mead uh, spritzers, Mm -hmm. but they're basically like seltzers. Right. You know, because seltzers are basically just sugar water that's fermented. Exactly right, yeah. And honey is just sugar. sugar. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. No, that's pretty awesome and exciting. I remember when, uh, back when, like, we didn't really know each other, but I kind of knew you when the brewery first started. Yeah. Uh, Mirror Twin is, um, they're, they're mainly prominent for doing really good hazy IPAs, uh, hoppy beers. When y'all first started, you weren't doing that though. You were doing, um, what were you doing? More like, you weren't doing lagers, but you were doing like brown ales and, and just, just everything. Right? The yeah. white girl wasted was white probably one of the first yeah, ones. Yeah. And then, uh, 
we had a little group back in the day called mm-hmm. the Coalition of Craft Beer Lovers of Kentucky, or Cockblock. As Bring it back. Goes. Bring it back. Yeah. And um, I remember the first year you were open, we did like um, an awards thing for like the best breweries. <laughs> and Marriage Wayne got like the most improved. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, okay, wait a minute. Improved from what? Like, what? You're like, what the hell have we been doing wrong? <laughs> you know? But you actually... You, you made some decent beers in the beginning, but then you transitioned into doing the Hazy, which has obviously been a fan favorite at any brewery, mm-hmm. and you really just embraced that, and I feel like that just kind of helped push you guys up. 100%. So yeah. uh, the reason that we got so good at Hazy was because it became like my white whale. Right. Because our first batch that we ever brewed was called Hazy with Lazy. Yeah. And then the second batch, we you know, we just you know kept on with that name. Yeah. And then it just it it just fell short yeah. of the first one. Okay. So to me, it was like I have to figure out just keep how going. to make this beer. <clears throat> yeah. But also, we had done a collaboration with Milewide mm-hmm. out of Louisville. and they're like, the trick is don't name the hazy beer the same every time, and then no one can bitch about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new beer e- each time, That's even though it's just That's barely off. Yeah. So I took that to heart, and yeah. I think we've done over 200 hazy beer days. Yeah. which is, and that's probably on par for most breweries that do hazy beers, and they're yeah. off by like one hop varietal. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like you were probably one of the first ones to embrace it. You all in Ethereal, um, I don't think anybody else really embraced that until later on. I know West Six was a lot later, and Country Boy even was a lot later for that. So, and that was when it was um, you couldn't get stuff here. Yeah. You know, now since COVID, we can get like other half shipped and stuff, but still. Uh, for local options, it's it's what they're out there to top. Yeah, and I think so. a lot of people back then thought the hazy beer was going to be another fad. It's going to be correct. Like, it's going to be yeah, gone. That's why I kept um, yeah, because ethereal. Uh, when we did the cock block, I actually talked them into doing a hazy beer, and they named it fantastic. Yeah. Because yep. um, Bishop over there was like, "It won't be around." And I was like, "Well, just name whatever you want." He's like, "Well, it's a fad." So, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay," but I mean, that's one of my favorite beers from them. And now you look at yeah. the rarity is to have a traditional a yeah. West Coast. You know what? Right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Have, it's uh, like yeah. full swing. It's yeah. like, Ooh, what's this rare thing now? Yeah, so exactly right. So welcome, good to have you here, man. Yeah. Uh, we want to have a, another guy in here. We can kind of ping off of talking about beer fest. You guys haven't done a beer fest, have you? Not per se. I mean, I know there's the block parties and we stuff do, around there. Like a uh, Hazelbuzza, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this year we did the Slush Fest, which was like mm-hmm. centered around slushy IPAs, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, slushy sours. And then also we have slushy machines that right. we would do, you know, like very yeah. crazy, very popular with the ladies. Yeah, <laughs> I call them the ATM machines. There you go. Right, that's exactly right. Yeah. So but. not so not to put you on the spot with this one, and, and I'll give you my answer too. But um, what's your thoughts on like these? 450 north uh the sours like that you know the fruity ones like do you think that's a a fad do you think that's going to be like a standard thing because when we went to this beer fest i would say 60 percent of the beers we saw there were that i was kind of surprised so what's your thoughts on that one i think it's going to stick around okay just like hazy ipas yeah yeah they they will wax and wane in popularity i mean you know when we first started making hazy ipas like we couldn't keep them on the shelves fast Mm -hmm. enough and now we've noticed a little bit of a slowdown in that. Yeah. Because, and, and honestly, what we've started seeing is a little bit of, you know, going back to, like, very, like, crystal clear. Right. Yep. Yeah. You know, yep. uh, what we call, uh, you know, uh, crispy boys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like Pilsners or very, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Right yeah. Here. There you go. Exactly right. But I don't think it's going to go away because, like, when people would ask me 
two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the most popular beer? Yeah. And I would say it's beer that doesn't taste like beer. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Because it gives, it just gives those people who don't necessarily... Because you have to understand that, like, through our culture, mm-hmm. in the last 200 years, we've had one or two big breweries, and mm-hmm. I won't mention their names, right. who have tried to convince us that beer should taste kind of like water. Right. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, you know, all this craft beer movement has happened. Right. And people realize that beer actually... It is delicious. It can be. And, and can, can run the gamut, yeah. you know, from dark to sweet to yeah, fruity to sour, to sour. Yeah. and so yeah. that's why i think it's going to stick around for a while the, the slushy sours in particular seem to me anyway i'm not behind the scenes you know on the on the checks and balances sheet looking at this but it seems like from a financial standpoint that can't be sustainable if that's like what you focus on because there's a lot of shit that goes into making those i mean they call them slushy sours but they're not sours it's basically like fruit juice and it's yeah, thick sure. because you put so much fruit in it right are these cheap to make or are they expensive no they're they are the most expensive right that's, that's all the think. fruit yeah. puree and they stuff. make the the new england ipas seem mm-hmm. like they're just cheap dates yeah you know <clears throat> that's true. yeah 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 i i would i love them uh but yeah i, I can't imagine 10 years from now breweries still being able to just churn out that you know, unless people are, I guess, well, are I mean, lining up and paying for it's it. It's the house that 450 North had built for them, right? I mean, yeah. they went from a small ass little place to now it's like monster. It is what now, put them on. We the map. did see them at the beer fest, and, and we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, kind of telling about right. them down there, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see that sticking around too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get into that. Um, the other yeah. thing today is Jason's birthday. Congratulations! I'm you not, are 19. 19. I think. Yeah. 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 I just. Uh, yeah. I actually got you a present. I didn't. Damn. Yeah. Yep. Well. <laughs> Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Oh my goodness! Look at that! Look at that! Yeah. I that's got something in so, it. So, and um, it, it does. It's full. Now, full disclosure: this was actually intact when I bought it, <laughs> but I had it hidden. And I you see. came over for like a bottle share one day, and I was like, "Oh shit! I didn't move the bottle." So I grabbed it. This top is is kind of uh-huh. like a little like loose, and when I grabbed it, I jacked so he the refilled. Lid. He refilled is yeah, what happened. So it's we actually, know what's up with this? Yeah, it's actually Jim Beam. It's yeah. Well, that is awesome. What this dude yeah. is that? Is that that's uh, Charlie Chaplin? That's what yeah. I was thinking. That's what, I don't know if you remember this. I was at, I was actually at the airport in Cincinnati, and they have a bottle shop up. They have a little like a bourbon store up there, Damn. and they had a shelf with a bunch of dusties on it, and and I saw this one there, and I was actually texting him. I remember I was, you saying that. Yeah, yeah, and I was asking you like I was like, is this worth it? And you're like, that's 19, pretty good price. 1976 Ezra Brooks. Yeah. I'll have to look at the yeah. proof on that. Thank you very yeah, much, happy sir. Happy birthday, man. So um, I'm going to sell that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, it's full of my urine, so hopefully oh, you yeah, can we get won't, We won't tell, man. We won't tell, man. <laughs> Zool Brewing out of Knoxville, Tennessee. How long have they been around? So yeah, Drew, uh, Zool has been around since 2020. So two years. Um, okay, this we, is we met them. We, we met Brad. We did. We met. We met one of the owners. So uh, you want me to give you a little backstory on the, on the yeah, brewery? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Three owners. I didn't know that. I actually thought there was one, and then he had a brewer that he kind of hired on. Mm-hmm. So you've got Brad West, who is actually over operations. I don't think he has anything to do with brewing right now. Really. Bentley Blackshear, who is the head brewer, 
I've read a little bit about him. It sounds like a country music singer. It does, right? It does. Bentley Blackshear. I think he was brewing at was is it is it Crafty Bastard or Arrogant Bastard down there? Crafty Bastard. Yeah, yeah I think he started actually, brewing there. Maybe. You guys, I remember that. We actually know those guys very very well. Yeah, I've been there before when I was going to Knoxville for work in the past, and and they were doing some interesting styles, smaller scale, of course. But uh, yeah, and then they have one other owner, uh, Tara Thacker. She's the tap room manager. I okay. think it's her and her husband own. Okay, it. So, cool. Yeah, we ran into Brad though. We were in eight state in South Carolina. Yeah, in Greenville. Yeah, waiting on a. A bottle release, yeah. and he was in line sharing his IPAs. Yeah, so it's we cool heard. Yeah. yeah, very cool guy. Very good IPAs too. Yeah, especially for homebrew. Yeah. So all right, this is their first beer fest. Been around two years. Um, you know, most of the time when you go to a beer fest the first time, uh, where you host one, there's so many kinks in it. I've never seen one run completely smoothly. I think this was the exception. And I think um, I think for the layman, we need to, because yeah. some people that have never been to a beer fest don't understand actually what to expect. And this is Oops. why. I, yeah, I fucking love it. So you buy a ticket, you go into wherever the grounds are, and they have um, a bunch of breweries that mm-hmm. set up little booths, little tents. Um, they had 56 breweries at this one. It was pretty good for first first it time. Was. Yeah. And... Um, you sometimes you get tickets. Some usually they just don't give a shit, and then you get a glass. Well, that's the secret, right? They'll tell you in the, in the yeah. tickets you buy. Say how you get twelve drink tickets. Yeah. Don't worry about they that. I don't care. You'll yeah. be fine. Um, but then you just go in and you get a tiny little sample glass, and you just drink whatever you want. And uh, there's every you know sometimes they'll have themes. Sometimes um, it'll just usually it's just kind of whatever. But it's fantastic because you can try a lot of different beer from a lot of different breweries from around the country, mm-hmm. sometimes the world, and it kind of um, lets you experience places that you never would have um, otherwise because a lot of these guys don't distribute, you know, or they they can't afford to, or they just don't make enough volume to do that. So. It's super fun, and then you end up kind of getting drunk, and you have a good time, yeah. you know. But uh, I think the most thing is just exposure, right? Like you learn right. about breweries you never heard of, and yeah. there were some there were some standouts for us that were not on my radar when we went there. So yeah. that's always good to see. Yeah. But, um, but this one was ran run really well. Super well. Sucked, but I, you know I don't. But the bathrooms didn't suck until the end. There was a run on the porta potties three fourths <laughs> the way through the festival. At, at no point did we stand in line more than two people in front of us to use the bathroom until but the end. Until three fourths the way through, it went crazy. Like it yeah. was a 20, 30 minute line. It's longer than that. I and mean, I don't know. Probably twenty or thirty minutes. Okay, I feel like I, I was in line for forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. it was after like thirty eight samples. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Brad, the one of the owners, came by and apologized. I yeah. feel like to every single person said yeah. better next year. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't think it's bad right now. Yeah, but exactly. Anyway, right. great, great time. Um, ticket price. 80 bucks general admission came with a bottle as well like a barrel aged beer uh and then 120 because we were vips we had to get the vips VIPs. so you get a different beer and then an hour early entry and and it was worth it i think i mean the crowd got a little bit bigger afterwards but uh not overcrowded sometimes they oversell those things I never felt like that. No. I thought it was pretty no. solid. I, so, I, I would go back, I felt like, to that I will. One. I will go yeah. back next year. Yeah. So we walked around. We tried beers from 56 different breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, what, yeah. were, what were some of your standouts? So, some of the breweries that were there that people might recognize. So the answer, um, Beer Zombies, That interesting story. I know, I know of this guy. So he started out in Las Vegas. And he started out doing stickers and then glassware. So kind of like the answer. And that's know, the those. name of the brewery, Beer Zombies. Yeah. Well, he wasn't a brewer. Like, he was literally just a guy that liked beer and did stickers and stuff. And then he turned it into getting a bottle shop and then turned it into a brewery. It's kind of cool. It's, it's very cool. It's yeah. Cool, well, very cool. 
I, I just think that's very commendable because yeah. it's very you know, novel. I started off as a home brewer. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was fortunate enough to get some professional brewing experience. You started out as a lawyer. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's go way back. I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer like Dr. Pepper's a doctor. I got some home brewing experience or um, professional brewing experience before we opened. Right. And, I mean, I think that was very instrumental in yeah. us growing as fast as we grew because I got to kind of, you know, like hurdle through some curves that a lot of people sure. have to go mm-hmm. through. But it's cool to hear that you know someone yeah. I mean, kind of went the opposite direction. Yeah, exactly. You know, when I ran into him, I'm like, "Man, I said, are you the the beers on me?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "I remember you. I used to go to a place called Corey's, K H O U R Y S, in outside of Vegas, off the Strip. Very nice little ball shop, small. But they'd have tap takeovers and stuff like this. Great bourbon too." And I was like, "Man, I remember your stickers there." You know, he's like, "Oh shit!" You know, that's a great spot. I started talking about that. So just to see his passion turn into this. Uh, pretty refreshing. So great to see him. Did he him. bring stickers? He he would brought uh, hats, and you had to shotgun a beer to get I one. Saw that. that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, there was people actually like selling glassware and there selling were, stuff here. There, there was other kind of like vendor booths that were mixed yeah. in with the beer. That's kind of cool. You don't normally see that, you know? Yeah. Guys like making awesome. glasses and stuff. It, like it that, was so. the only the only weird one though. They had a bank. They had a bank set up in a booth. <laughs> a bank. And like nobody ever went to her. So I'm like. At the end of the festival, we need another bag. I'm like, do you mind if I get a bag? She's like, take them all. She was like, please. You can tell. I was like, I do not want to pack this shit up. Yeah. Take whatever you, you want on the table. You can tell she's miserable. She There's like, a lot of pads in here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, whatever. <laughs> a lot of little, like, no pads. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I can't say your name of the bank. <laughs> yeah. So other other breweries there, uh, RAR, R-A-R, uh, yeah. you know, people's heard of them. Uh, Pontoon, I'd heard of them, but never had them. We'll talk about them in a minute. Yeah. 450 North, Drecker. Uh, more out of Chicago, tripping animals. They had on the list vitamin C, but I never saw them. Vitamin Did you? C was there, yeah. I, yeah. I, I totally missed that booth yeah, altogether. I yeah, I had some of their stuff. Microphone, corporate ladder, burial, bearded iris, um, Southern Grist, Voodoo, Bottle Logic, Well Works, another half. So, I mean, some pretty big names, a uh, wide variety, uh, but still. Looking through the booths, I think it was fruit, fruit beer, sour, heavy. Centric, yeah. Uh, a lot of hazy IPAs, which was good. Mm-hmm. And there was honestly quite a few Pilsners, um, a lot of Mexican ashtrays there. Yeah. Um, that, uh, that was the first thing we started with, wasn't it, Matt? So, yeah. One of my favorite things that I had there, one of the highlights, they uh, they had two, di- I don't know what the breweries were. They had two different ones side by side. Yes, yeah, Salud, S-A-L-U-D, Salud. out of North Carolina. Okay, they were making uh, micheladas. You know what a michelada yeah. is? Yeah, and but they would take your little sample glass, mm-hmm. and they would like rim it with like some sort of like hot sauce, and then they put like tahine. salt on there. Yeah, and they put the tahini on the top. Oh yeah, and then they they mix it with like Bloody Mary mix. It was, and they put the beer. it was amazing. <laughs> but it stained your glass. But it stained your glass. So they had like all this hot sauce poured in there, and I had like you know. A stout, which is basically a pepper stout. And then I had like a sour, which is like a pepper sour. And then I had like, a, you know, an IPA. It was like a pepper IPA. And now eventually, their, their rinsing method, normally they'll like rinse it with water. The rinsing method was like a little spritz bottle. That was odd. That <laughs> yeah. was very odd. Which I get it because they're trying to conserve. Exactly right. Yeah. They're trying to conserve what, it, water. It, on this one, it took you like 800 squirts to get yeah, it Yeah, so they're just like, I'm know. sitting here for like 10 minutes like. Yeah, it was it was bad, but uh, uh, the, the actual Michelada was great. Yeah, it was I've never good. seen a gone to beer fest where they made Michelada. Well, there was like two or three places doing them. Like it was, yeah. but, but what what was nice about that is you saw such a variety. Yeah. So barrel aged stouts to this, everything in between. Right. So you had, you know, if 
you got tired of drinking stouts or IPAs, you can go get something else. Yeah. Well, that leads in, and I know you were talking about it, but my absolute favorite thing there was a Bloody Mary hard seltzer. I still can't figure out who the hell I, made it. I, 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 I can't looked remember. and we looked. Need, we need to find yeah, out if because it was know who really that good. Um, but it tasted dead on. It was just like a Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very sessionable. It was delicious. I went back and we were a little hungover from the night before. Anyway, <laughs> I went back and got like six or seven because it was like so fucking good. Like, do like a Bloody Mary meat yeah, spritzer. That'd, that'd, <laughs> that'd be our recommendation. Yeah. It's now on the list. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really good. It really was surprisingly good. amazing. Yeah. So what else did you? So, like so what were some of your? Well, some of my standouts. I know number one. I'm going to hold off on that one for a minute. So, um, I think bone. Why flour, would you hold off on number one? Well, let's just do. Are it. you just going to build it up? No, let's do it. Hell with it. So yeah. North Park out of San Diego, California, which I've heard of, but I don't know that I really had anything. Yeah. They had two beers on the table that were like. Eh, it's like an IPA, okay. West Coast IPA, maybe a Pilsner, which right. they, they were okay. But they had a special stout that was tapping. Uh, they had a magnum of it, and they did it like 1 o'clock or 12 o'clock. It was at the end of the VIP session and only for VIPs, but now it bled okay. over. I didn't realize that until I looked back. Was that the one that was in the annex area, the covered area? Yeah, covered area. Inside, so yeah. here's the name of this. N as in Nancy, PBC6. What? Yeah, N. PBC6. What the hell is that supposed to be? Don't know. Stout VIP edition. Okay. (laughs) It is a barrel-aged stout with coconut, vanilla, and Mostra coffee at 12%. Okay. It averaged a 4.61 on tap. That's great. At 75 ratings, and I think it's better than that. Like, it was my favorite beer there. I don't think it was close. Okay. Okay. Went back for a second pour, but it was just it's one gone. magnum, and it was gone. Yeah, so, yeah, that was a good one. I like that. But one. But I think you know, it's again goes back to the beer situation of maybe that beer going against fifteen other world class stouts side by side might not win. But in that circumstance, you're with your friends. It's the first beer tapped. It's like, man, this is going to be good. Like, let's just yeah, try it, yeah. and it was it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, any other uh, thoughts? Like your favorites, or I actually like um, so more brewing out of Chicago. Yeah, that's a surprise. They do a lot of like adjunct, like sweet kind of pastry stouts. Theirs was actually really good. Which I mean, we've had them before, and they've been really good. Um, I actually like the the Zool stout. They're the one that they put out for the beer fest. I was. Yeah. I don't want to say surprise because that doesn't sound nice, you know, because it's their beer fest. And I'm like, oh, your guys' beer is actually good. But, I mean, it was, you know, you got a newer brewery, and they're trying to go head-to-head with, you know, some of these, like, guys that have been bottle logic was the there. Game. Yeah, exactly right. It was actually really good. Um, do we have – do you want to – do we have that? Yeah, we do. I don't, I don't did, know if I brought one. Did you bring one? I mean, I got one, too. I mean – I don't think I brought one. Oh, uh, I did. No, not a – I'll go check here in a minute. So is <clears throat> this is one? So I'm a member down there. I, I jumped in early on the membership year one, um, and it's been it's been very good so far. And what I will give them credit for is they're not just releasing barrel aged stouts to members until they're ready. So we didn't actually get a release until probably six months in, right. which I kind of commend that. Like pulled it when it's ready. I don't care when I get yeah. it. You know what I mean? So this one is Dos Cake. Imperial cupcake inspired stout with vanilla, coconut, and cacao barrel okay. aged. Okay. I do not have a bottle opener. Is this is this the one that we got um, from? This one there? we picked up from my buddy Brian when he grabbed us in his Tesla. Right. <laughs> it's all all Tesla all day now. Um, but I yeah, I get it, but I don't know. Oh geez, here I got a I got a new pumpkin. So anyway, that was a good one. I think I think the one though that we have to talk about that. Um, 
I'm, I'm just going to say I was let down by. Oh, yeah. But uh, it was from Mortalis out of New York. They're, um, you know, they do a lot of, like, fruited sour stuff. Do some IPAs, but their stouts, their barrel-aged stouts, command an insane secondary price. Their rating on Untapped is insane. I would say some of the top two stout producers, if you looked at Untapped rating system, is Mortalis and then probably Eight State. Right. So they had one magnum of double barrel pear lado. Um, so it's bourbon barrel and then pear brandy, I think it is. This was super, super rare. Um, and I was pairing what I wasn't going to get a pour. Yeah. So I made uh, Matt and Jordan stay with us. We were first ones in line. We were first ones in line, and we, we waited actually, an hour. We actually got in line, and we were like, can we start standing in line? He's like, that's probably not a good idea. And we're like, and we're like just, okay. We are like, we're just going to stand here anyway. It's <laughs> definitely you a can't stop me. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's exactly what we did. So then we just went and got beer along the way. So anyway, a lot of hype behind this beer. There's only 297 ratings on Untapped. That's after the festival. So it's averaging a four point seven eight. Um, Look at that! I might give it four and a quarter. Really? Like I, I mean, you had it. You had yeah, the double barrel. What do you think? Of I it? remember it, it was good. It was good. Uh, so I hadn't heard of it, but I, you were kind of hyping it up uh, yeah, because well, of me. Like, based on like you know the its rapport. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I don't I don't get it. You know, it's decent, but yeah, it's definitely not worth you know what people are. Or, or saying so, so back to the pontoon i mean that was a that was a surprise for me again the guy came in late and i, I did i forgot to run the list i mean there didn't stand out to me but he was so apologetic like how oh, had this happen i'm like it's okay man like you don't have to apologize to me yeah. but what they did have on draft first thing they tapped was was a barrel aged media noche batter that's Peanut right. butter Oreo. I'm like, what in the hell is this? Yeah, which is a well They did a collab beer. with yeah. Wellworks and brewed their own. Yeah. I mean, I've never even heard of this variant. Yeah. Fantastic. To see a brewery like Zool, who's a new brewery, um, pull this off mm-hmm. in the second year of existence. Right. I mean, it's pretty seamless. Yeah. Like, uh, again, bathroom issue, three-fourths of the way through, shit. You know I mean? Uh, oh, well. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, other standouts for me. Any other ones for you? Um, uh, you know, I'm, but, I'm hung up on that Bloody Mary seltzer. Exactly. Before, <laughs> before we get that, I, I meant to say something about more. So, do you know how more kind of came about? How they got like? I do. Yeah. Okay. So more um, started out with uh, Sean, the brewer who is now at Phase Three, was there, right? Um, and that kind of got them. Henna is, is yep. like their base barrel oh, yeah. aged stout or base stout, and oh, yeah. that was one at the at the place. And honestly. When he left, I kind of wrote him off. Right. You know, maybe it's my fault, but we had one there that was, um, what was it called? Let me check that out. Uh, of the coconut. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. That thing dissolved. Jason's talking over here, and Derek's like trying to put his fingers in my <laughs> face, and I'm like, "Do you what? Do you want me to lick that off or something?" <laughs> uh, yo, so you got more of that coconut oil on there. I was trying beer, to, I was trying to interpret the, is good. Interpreted it, the, it wasn't yeah. coconut oil, it was pure coconut. It was just like, <laughs> straight, yeah. It was like an entire coconut just <laughs> entered my mouth. With, with Sean from Who's Now at Phase 3, he kind of started that at Moore. Um, he left Ram. So Ram's like a Con- contract that, um, kind of, like a chain no, brewery yeah, like in Chicago. Chain. Yeah. Chain, yeah. So he had something there, and I cannot remember the name of what that stout was. But anyway, he had that. It kind of got a lot of local hype, a lot of people talking about it. Then he went to more right. henna, went crazy, people camping out for this shit. Yeah. 
and it was good. So when he went to phase three, they are killing it right now. Shout yep. out to you, Sean. Yeah. Uh, not just in barrel aged stouts, pilsners, uh, IPA, sours, yeah. whatever is very good. But yeah. I kind of wrote more off, and I shouldn't have because we had the barrel aged henna double rainbow, yeah. and it was great. It's so really like a good. Neapolitan kind of thing. I agree. That was uh, really good very one. good stout there. Yeah, no, great showing, um, great beer scene in Knoxville, uh, Tennessee. If you're in the area, go check out the breweries. Um, what was the last beer fest you went to, Derek? Technically, the, the CBC. Right. Yeah. You all were Crappers, there. Crappers, Crappers. Was that in Denver? You all didn't do it. It was in Minnesota, which okay. is awesome because that's where my twin brother lives. Right. And, I mean, unfortunately it's for him, I'm, twin. I'm yeah. the better looking twin. You know, so he has to it's deal with that. subjective, one, one yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's a hundred percent. It's objective. You said. Yeah. It's objective. Uh, we've had a Facebook poll. It's hundred percent. Okay. Me. It's, it's official. Man. It is official. Okay. But it was it was a really cool experience. We got to go to a lot of different breweries. Yeah. Um, and you know, one thing that I noticed was the transition. Every single brewer or person who worked for a brewery, right, was drinking. Crispy boys, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. do. Yeah, light lagers. Yep. So like this, this trend of all this highly fruited, highly mm-hmm. adjuncted. Yeah, Pastry beers kind of just went. Why do you yes, think it. that is? I ha- I have a thought, but I don't know the answer. Oh, I have. I know exactly why. Well, I think it's because things are cyclical for mm-hmm. one reason, but also that you know those sweet beers are great. Yeah, but you cannot drink a lot of them. That's, that's correct. A, that's exactly. That's what correct. It is. And yeah. so the. You know, the light lagers, mm-hmm. the, you know, let's say, like, you know, cold IPAs. Right. Yeah. And and it's funny that people debate that so much. Like, cold IPAs, that's just, that's just a, what they used to call them? Yeah, like IPL, they'll call IPL, it or yeah, something. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I've seen this. There was, like, this rebranding of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, as, like, from our bartenders, mm-hmm. yeah. they would say that people would come <clears> in and they'd be like, oh, that's an that's a lager. Yeah, let me get that. that. Oh, and okay. then they would drink it. They'd be like, oh, it's hoppy lager, super yeah. hoppy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, it's a it, IPL. It's, and, it's, and it's like, name, yeah. I just heard lager. Yeah, <laughs> I think what you said there too, though. You, that's you, the average consumer too, by the way. Like we love having decadent uh, barrel aged stouts on here. We love, I mean, coating the glass like this here. Yeah. But I can't drink thirty of these. No. I can't drink five of those. Like I'm just counting your yeah. palates, Bert. You're done. So. I think that's a reason why you drink the crispy boys. Other right. reason I think you can't you can't hide flaws too well in those. So when you make a really good Pilsner, um, beer stat lager house is what comes to mind for right. me. There is no flaw in that beer. No. I mean fantastic. it is it is fantastic. So, you know, we did have a lot of Pilsners at this festival and, and there's some work to be done. I won't name names or breweries, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think a few of those are Pilsners. I'm not sure no. what they were. No. But um I think when it comes to beer, I think the lager was demonized. It was. uh, During the the beginning of the craft beer movement because the lager was equated with macro. Yeah. So you look at Budweiser, you look at, you know, the Coors and the Miller Lights, you know, which is, you know, I'll fall back on those occasionally too. But they were seen as big business and big business was bad and big business makes lagers. So lagers are bad. So what can the small guys do? Well, then they end up doing ales and they do IPAs and stuff like that. And then I think it's just, it's like anything over time, like things are tempered and you start to sorry realize, it's off jacob i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> you start to realize like well maybe i'm being like a little too eccentric or, or yeah. you know a little too like severe on 
on lagers and you realize oh there's great german lagers that have been produced for like hundreds of years that are fantastic you know and it comes back around so i think people are like okay well we've taken this craft beer movement as far as we can go now i have diabetes so now what do i gotta do to get rid of the diabetes well i gotta like start introducing lagers back i'm not exercising i'm just gonna drink (laughs) exactly right yeah you know, speaking of that, we're we're also sipping on this one. So, oh. Spotted Cow uh, from Wisconsin, yeah. Um, do, yeah, do they yeah. do they do anything bad? No, no, no. They and they don't they don't like there was, there was sell a guy, beer like outside of New Glarus. There was a guy that posted in a local bourbon group is like, I'm coming through from Wisconsin. I'll sell cases of this. Like, yeah. I think I paid ten dollars more than cost for a case. I'm like, I'll take That's two. Fantastic. Like, shit, yeah. why not? You know, exactly right. Anyway, yeah. real quick, um, you know, last thing I would like to think about it. Or, to get your all's opinion on any beer any tips for going to a beer fest for people out there anything uh, you would say 100 like, yeah. um hydration well hydration number one right number so one. yeah my rule that i have established after going to like three or four beer fests mm-hmm. and like puking on a train at um in chicago allegedly is yeah. always drink the rinse water um, they give you the little sample glasses. They rinse them out, and most people well, not just, the bucket of rinse water, not that rinse. No, not the throw out <laughs> shit. Uh, but like, yeah, they'll rinse your glass out. Drink the rinse water. I mean, yep. it, it's 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 high, it's You're getting fine. water in your system. You know what I mean? Um, but don't pregame. <laughs> yeah, don't pregame. Don't pregame. Uh, That's yeah, a recipe for disaster. Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred. Any tips you would have, Derek? Anything other than that one? I would say start with low ABV mm-hmm. and work your, work way, your up. way up to okay. high ABV. Okay. Because, you know, the low ABV, first off, I mean, one, you're going to get more nuance or you're sure. going to be able to have more of a healthy palate right. for the low ABV stuff. And by the time you get to the high ABV stuff, you're drunk enough that you're just, <laughs> just okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. But, but also, like, it, it, it kind of helps you. In the essence, pace yourself. Correct. Exactly right. Yeah. I think my tip would be short pour. Oh yeah. You get the VIP glass. Oh, you get bigger pours. I don't want bigger pours. I want the glass is cool when I get an hour early. Don't give me a big pour. And this festival, they were not afraid well, to pour it up. And that's the issue you have to be cognizant of is mm-hmm. that um, they're supposed to get a standard pour to everybody. Sure, but they don't give shit. But yeah, especially towards the end of the day, I mean, you get yeah. like the strong pour. Like, don't feel like you got to drink all that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think don't start heavy like Derek said. I mean, even if you do start in a barrel aged stout, get, get an ounce and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, think of it as bourbon. Like, yeah. sip on that thing. Don't, if you want another pour, go back. It's not going to run out unless it's a time pour. It's about the experience Correct. until the end. And then you're just going to get flat drunk. Getting a fight. That's so. so one thing I'll say from the one one thing I'll say from the brewer's perspective Mm -hmm. is that you know most of the time these festivals buy you know a six barrel keg, Mm -hmm. a half barrel keg, and most of the time you have to like take that keg back. Right. So you want it to be as empty as as possible. possible. So so a lot of of those people like pour it as full as they can. Yeah. But also like there's this kind of like. Wow, that beer is really good because it poured out so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so a lot of times brewers, if you know, a, a lot of a lot of these events we get to go to, yeah, be like pour a full glass. Yeah, exactly right. Because we'll yeah. go through it faster. Yep. It is extremely hard to go through a six barrel keg, yeah. even if there's a thousand people. Yep. When you have to pour it five ounces at a time. Exactly right. I think there's also some clout to mind kick first. Yeah, seriously, like if you're if you're a big stout, exactly. bring it, and you're yeah. like mine ran out first. Can't you also like and go and drink after that too? You can, <laughs> like 
Oh, my beer's empty, so I'm just gonna walk yeah. around and drink. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm not saying this happened a couple times, but it did. <laughs> but it, yeah. when we go yeah. to a beer festival, the only thing that I really care about mm-hmm. is that people enjoy the product that we've brought to them. Yeah. Yep. I don't care whether or not the brewery to the left or right of us kicks For out sure. first. Right. I sure. just want to know yeah. that everyone enjoys what we brought to yeah. them yeah. and and what we've produced for them so this idea that you know someone's just doing that that's well i'll tell you what was refreshing last year me and matt went to fobab and fobab is the festival of barrel aged beers out of chicago in chicago they just actually this weekend that's going on right now we missed it yeah sorry but anyway good next year um phase three actually sponsored an area up there that had like a bunch of different beers on draft and and we got to meet sean the brewer and Mm -hmm. just to tell him man shit you're making some good beer, yeah. you know, and to see yeah. his reaction of like, I appreciate that, but we're trying to get this better. Yeah. You know, to see that, and I'm not just calling him out there. I've seen other brewers like that too. And Derek, yeah. I, I know I've been in the tap room there and you're like, well, what do you think of this one? Yeah. You know, I've been many times of every time I've been drinking in there and you see me, you come over a table. What do you think of this mm-hmm. one? And let me, let, let me let you try this one. Yeah, something yeah. I'm working on. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. And I think other people do too. Well, I mean, we, we care very much about the product that we're producing and we want it to be the best it can possibly be and so letting you try it letting matt try it on all these you know either experimental stuff i've never i've never been to mirror twins (laughs) but i mean to me that that's like the light of my day yeah man to be able to share that stuff with people who truly like appreciate it for sure but also, like, there's nothing better than watching people enjoy the product that yeah. you produce. Right. And, that, I mean, that's not something that will never get old to me. Yeah. I think it's something, though, we need to look into locally and, and, and whoever. I mean, I'd love to have a local beer fest. Um, yeah. So, if they bring us done a couple, and they yeah. kind of fizzled out, COVID kind of, like, fucked up everything mm-hmm. for everybody but, but bring um, in some people from out state bring in the zool stuff you know yeah. what i mean that's well and that's and we did the election and beer fast mm-hmm. um we've done it for a few years now um festivals festivals yeah, yeah. covid kind of kicked that one too but um i don't want to say i'm disappointed in, in in what they bring but um you, you don't see a lot of um i hate to use the word hype but you don't see a lot of stuff that people want to see well again and, no and i know right. there's i know there's bureaucracy to that and stuff but sure still, I just like to see something that we can't get here and build a little bit of hype. Yeah. You know, just to see something. Yeah. But anyway. The truth is, you know, a lot of that restriction is because of distributors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Bring what you normally sell because yeah. that's what people want. Yeah. And so it kind of stifles that, hey, let's bring mm-hmm. a keg of, you know, super heavily fruited yeah. yep. sour. But yeah. I'll tell you, I have been to beer fest or events that's like I would kill for a pilsner i would kill for an oh, ipa yeah. True. i would kill for you know stout just something to break up whatever it is like yeah. variety helps and just like down there those mexican ashtrays are making yeah i mean hell there's a line for them yeah. you know everybody's yeah, like, yeah. I've, I've had all the fruited sours and ipas i can drink I today so yeah. well check out knoxville knoxville is, yep. is popping now they got a great brewery scene um zool uh brewing out of, out of knoxville they're killing it um we're gonna go Jason's got the shirt on. That, I love the Brandon too. They're all oh, like, they're like all ages of I got, I got the Kremlin's shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, before you. Sir. Good experience. Uh, we're gonna do more experiences. Derek, thanks for being on the show. Thanks yeah, for being here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Stop yeah. acting like you care about people though, because I know oh. you don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, fucking asshole. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs>